Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okumoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Asians in Baseball. I'm one of your hosts, Kim, joined here again with Scott and Naomi. We're holding it down for Asians in Baseball. Yep, holding it down. Well, I guess we're 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 more like relaying about who is holding it down, right? Because it's not us who's holding it down. In that, I like to think we play our part. You know, it. You know, it's a, it's a team sport, as we were just saying before we started recording. Right, that's right. It's a team sport, and the podcasters are just as important as the players. Yeah, we're like the forty-first <laughs> man on the forty-man roster. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So it was a good week, right? We had yeah. a lot of things going on. Oh my gosh, so much going on this week. Where do we even begin? I guess <sighs> I guess we should start with um, what were we calling it? Uh, country versus heart. Korea versus <laughs> J- Japan. <laughs> well, Naomi's Thursday night was right a big now. night for just Asians in baseball, Asians and Asian Americans in baseball, because we had a big matchup. Ryu versus Otani on the mound, and Mitch White was also pitching on Thursday night for the LA Dodgers. That's right. It's a lot of so, conflicting things. We watched in my kitchen with and Naomi was over, and she was a bundle of nerves. <laughs> she didn't know who to cheer for. Like if when Otani came up, especially when Otani batted the first time. I th- I thought Naomi's head was gonna explode because I mean that's hard, right? Right. So yeah. So what what uh, he got he got him out right. He got mm-hmm. Otani out, and so Naomi. It was it's a weird noise a person makes when you cheer and groan at the same time. It's a, it's a unique <laughs> sound to I think this situation. Can we get a recreation of it? Since I was out of town, so I wasn't able to um, listen as well. Oh, it upset the dogs. So. Um, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she was very conflicted. She was very conflicted. Mm-hmm. What? Tell us how you're feeling, Naomi. First pitch, Rio gets on, up on the slab. Otani digs in. What were you thinking? Well, I, I think I felt the the spirits of my ancestors just propelling me to say strike out bitch strike out Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. on the other hand it's just so sad you just want Otani to do well you just want him to do well and he's been he's been struggling on the mound as a pitcher and also he's been struggling well not yesterday but he has been struggling a little bit batting so at the plate but He's you know. he's doing okay. It's just inconsistent, I guess. And the pitching mm-hmm. he's been doing, he's doing pretty good. He just there's a couple of rough starts. Yeah. But but every every run he gives up or every hit he gives up, it hurts Naomi. You could see it physically. And I texted Naomi and I was like, "Get in your car. Start like when we knew that Otani was not going to win the game. I was like, Naomi, get in mm. your car. Start driving to Anaheim. Like you know, 
be there now, be there to support your man you know you got to support in the good times and the bad yeah, yeah. And now's the time to step up Naomi yeah because like I'm sure he gets mobbed whenever he wins a game or after yeah. you know he has two homers in one game for example I'm sure he gets mobbed but on the days that that he's that he's struggling a bit you know I think yeah. that's really where where he needs Who, the support who's there to grab his ass when that happens <laughs> oh you guys but you know, if he if he does need moral support, I I guess I am here. I am here to provide that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Is that what right. we're calling it? Moral support. Yes, <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Moral support. <laughs> it's a kind of a euphemism. So, um, so back to the game. I guess uh, Ryu won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yay! Had a, had a little rough time. Which was, you know, this was great for Ryu because he was on the IL. And it's great that he actually won because he he's getting older and the manager of Toronto is getting a lot of heat for being like, why do you keep, you know, Ryu on rotation? Why do you keep defending him? And when I, I remember I saw some tweets about a month ago when Ryu was put on the IL and people were saying like, drop him, let him go, send him down to the minors. And I was like, no! Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. give him a chance. Give him a chance. Let him prove himself. He can get healthy. He can come back. And he did. He did pretty well. He did pretty well on on Thursday. And and Otani also suffered against Kikuchi on Friday or Saturday when mm. Kikuchi was pitching for Toronto. So I think it was I think it was on Saturday and he he struggled too. And before I think the announcers were saying that Otani's record against Kikuchi is that it's pretty good, but oh man, he struck out every time. Every time he was against Kikuchi. Yeah, Kiku- Kikuchi was that looking was good. Rough. Um, yeah, it's so there. Ha- there's it, it feels like there's a race element um, with with the Ryu because there are, he's a good pitcher. He's solid. I'm looking at his stats from the last few years and. Last year, his ERA jumped a bit. He was 4.37, but he, he won 14 games, and his whip was only 1.22. This year, he, he, yeah, he's struggling a little bit, 5.48, but there's a lot of pitchers that are up in that range, and you don't call for everyone who has a high ERA at the beginning of the season to be sent down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in five games, he's he's doing all right. He's 2-0. and yeah, I, I, be- I just I believe in him. I believe he's mm-hmm. going to – I think he's going to lock it in. He's so disciplined – um, I remember like a couple of quotes that I've I've read of his over the years that like I try to apply to my own life unsuccessfully. But one of them was he was like, it's worse for me. He, In his opinion, he was like, it's worse to give up um, a walk than to give up a home run because a walk means I threw four bad, at least four bad pitches and a home run means I only gave up one bad pitch. And then the other one is he was this is when he was on the Dodgers and he was like, yeah, so we were doing a workout the other day and like the coaches told us to run a certain like at a certain pace or whatever um, during during the warm up. And he was like, everybody else was running as hard as they could. And I just ran, you know, what was what I was told to do? Why would I go faster? And I, I really respect his his level of discipline, though, because he, he, he to me, he seems like a very like 
um, straightforward picture. He doesn't seem like somebody that gets really emotional about it and he doesn't get tied up in like the hysterics. And um, I'm sure it doesn't feel good. I'm sure he knows what people say about him and I'm sure it doesn't feel good. But I feel very confident in his ability to, you know, keep working on his mechanics and uh, keep working on being healthy. Yeah, he's 35 years old. Yeah, yeah. And he's throwing 89 mile an hour fastballs and still getting guys out. I mean, he, it just, it proves the point. I know everyone's pitching faster and faster now, and like 100 is almost normal. But if you can change speeds and move location and hide the ball, which he does well, apparently, it's hard to, it's hard to see the release. You know, you can be successful in the majors. There's, a, there's been a lot of pitchers that don't throw, you know, high heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that he's doing as well as he is with an 89 mile an hour fastball is, is great. It's a testament to his ability. He's a pitcher. He's he's not a gas thrower. Yeah, so. that's a good way to put it. He is a pitcher. Through and through. Yeah. So he won. Otani lost. Otani lost. Uh, Sean Manaya. Am I saying his name correctly? I think so. Manaya. Um, Sean Manaya had the no decision. Mitch White had a no decision. But he uh, pitched well. He pitched well. Four scoreless. Or he was winning um, yep. when he left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Darvish still lost despite six scoreless. Yeah, thanks a lot to the Padres on that no one. No run support. No run support. It's really Padres rough. offense is struggling. They are struggling. Like, Poor you Darvish. It's really yeah. I mean, and then on the flip side of that, uh, Shohei. Your boy um, has a two home run game, and the Angels still lost. Yeah, usually <sighs> if you score ten runs, you're gonna win, but they gave up eleven. So yeah, that's rough. That's that's how things are going for the Angels. I think it's a four or five game losing streak right now. So yeah, yeah, they're I, just losing to Toronto. They're just getting their ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. good team, good offense. Yeah, yeah. I read that um, the Angels have lost like nine of their last 13. Yeah. So yep. it's tough, it's, but. It's long season. Yeah. Long season. Shohei is still in good spirits, it seems. Yeah. He seemed very happy in front yesterday. Of Trout has been good. Yeah. He, his spirits are good. Yeah. And ha- having having actual protection in the lineup as opposed to last year. Yeah. But he may speaking hit about the Angels. But he'll probably get his RBIs. Yeah. Well, speaking about the Angels, Kurt Suzuki injured. He oh, on yeah, Saturday night. Do you guys remember that? He no, I didn't out. see it. <gasps> it was during out. warm-ups. It was during yeah, warm-ups. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't. I haven't read. What happened? Do you he, guys know? He, so it was. It was during the warm-ups. The between innings, Lorenzen kind of threw like this fifty-foot. I don't know what it was. It bounced, and. It bounced up under his like mask, and it hit him look like look like in the jaw, oh. or the neck. Mm. And at first, he was just like stunned, and because it, it wasn't a hard, the pitch looked like it was like seventy miles an hour. It looked like just he just shanked it, so it bounced weird, and it was going upward, like toward his face, and it hit him in the side of the face, and he was sort of stunned. And they people when he went to, down to his knees, people went running out there. And then they attended to him on the field for a while. And then as they were helping him off the field, as he stepped into the dugout, he seemed to just pass out. And they just had to catch him and oh my God. drag him. Like he was kind of lit. He went limp. Yeah. So yeah, Sports Illustrated read. is saying that he had a neck 
contusion. That's <gasps> what they're calling it. Oh my gosh. Oh, 38 also. I didn't realize he was there. Yeah, usually, you know, the, the catcher's equipment is pretty good because balls don't come from that angle to hit. So there's a, there's a gap there. Yeah. The, the ball is either going to come straight on or from above. You know, it's pretty, something weird has to happen for it to come up toward your, your neck. So there is a little gap there between the chest protector mm-hmm. and the mask. And, and the mask has that little bar underneath the chin, too. So it had to come, like, to the side of that, even. So Ugh. it's like a freak accident. And, you know, we we were talking smack about Suzuki in the past. And, <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to see him hurt, you know. Of course not, we no. We, no. We wish him well. Yeah. Especially he is one of us. He is an Asian-American player, so we want we yeah, want Kurt Cal to State do Fullerton well. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we're we're gonna for the rest of his life give him crap for the Trump thing, but yeah, um, yeah. But we can still love the guy for 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 what he represents. I mean, he, he was playing. He's been playing for like fifteen years, so he was holding it down when there were very few. There was I don't I don't think there were any Asian Americans when he came up. Yeah, he mm. might be the the OG Asian American. Yeah, yeah. We just had a conversation with our friend Darren Mocha, which will air later. We were talking about Mike Lum, who who was Japanese American, but um, I forget how how his name is Lum. <laughs> um, he is he was born to a Japanese mother, an American um, soldier father, and he was adopted by a Chinese American couple. Right. That's that's what it was. Oh, okay. So but he was kind of white passing, so he was completely off my radar radar as a kid because I remember him. I remember. Oh, interesting. Seeing him, I have his baseball cards. So, wow. so there have been others that have been sort of hidden, except mm-hmm. for Len Sakata, who just was 100% Asian American. My fashion icon. Yes, yeah. no, my fashion awesome. icon. Real, I would love to talk to him and hear the stories. Of, if anybody knows Len Sakata, let us know. Yeah, please. And don't please. show him the episode. Don't make him listen to the episode where Scott talks about how embarrassed he was by Len I'll Sakata. I'll cop to it. I'll, no, because it's complicated. I love. I loved having... <laughs> Someone in the majors looked like me. I did. I did. It's just like, why did he have to be the only one wearing glasses? Like, I, mean, I wore glasses. And part three of Scott trying to get through <laughs> some of his childhood trauma on this podcast. Part oh three. Oh my gosh. There are 700 sure. cards in the top 1970s yeah. collections, and there's maybe two players that have glasses, and it's just like, had to you be know, the We're one just going to keep bringing this up. I know. But um, I know. yesterday, Chechiman, he hit, he hit a home run. For you the mean race. G-Man Choi? Yes, yeah, sorry. G-Man oh, yeah. Choi. Uh, um, I was reading that he is really strong against Garrett Cole. Like his stats. like uh, Nice. In, yeah, he... Against Cole, this was according to NJ.com, New Jersey's website. We don't know why NJ.com yeah. reports yeah. on G-Man. <laughs> um, but uh, he hits 571 with eight hits and 14 at-bats. Um, on his career, three homers, eight RBI, four walks, and those stats do not include his postseason versus Garrett Cole. So, um, really, well, it's just New Jersey hating on the Yankees, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, they're like, I, I we'll we'll be we'll be pro uh, G-Man if that means that we're anti-Yankees. I, I think there's a lot of New Jersey that likes the Yankees, though. So it must be like a South Jersey thing, or could be. Yeah. Could be. Hmm. Um, but so and any anybody else is doing well? 
Ooh. Um, Colton Wong had that amazing catch flip yeah, that Scott cl- sent us. Flip. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. It was like a Kobe or Magic kind of play. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was, what, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's really quite something. Yeah, the weird thing about the thing was like the Padres challenged it and he was out by a mile. So it's like, why? I, I, don't, I didn't understand why they what the challenge was. It was... They were like, we can't back up you, Darvish, with runs, so I guess we'll try <laughs> yeah, to save this out. That's where they are. <laughs> um, I just the, before the, we started recording today, I had the I turned on the TV this morning, and the the Brewers like like that's a that's a solid lineup, and Colton Wong, Wong leads off, and then Keston Hero hits like seventh, and they're both doing pretty good. That's like how does how does Milwaukee have two Asian Americans and we have like one, you know, relief pitcher like in California. That's the mysteries that's of life. Right. Yeah, the mysteries. I guess they got to overrepresent in the Midwest. Yeah, Naomi's gonna hate me saying this, but yeah, uh, kudos to a team from Wisconsin. <laughs> Her, she's grimacing right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about Tommy Pham? Tommy Fam, oh, yeah. we have to. Tommy we have to talk about Tommy Fam. Oh, this was Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. so bizarre. Good old Tommy Fam. Naomi had to look up the story, the previous story, where he, he got in a little trouble outside of a gentleman's club. Oh right, right. He and got stabbed outside of a strip club. Yeah, that was so also wild. We're we're still claiming him because you know. It's we are not a monolith. We are not model minorities. We we there's all kinds of Asians and mixed Asians. So we are, we proudly claim him. In and in who all knows when you're gonna get stabbed? <laughs> he didn't stab anyone. You know. Yeah, yeah he anyone, got stabbed. I mean, this is America. That's yeah. right. Right. Yeah. We can't um, go into a church or a school yeah. or a grocery yeah. no, store without getting someone, shot I'd at. No, if he someone, I'd be saying something different. Yeah. But he didn't stab anyone. He, he, who knows? No, what, he was the is. recipient of uh, of the stab. Right. Um, so. But this this week, he, um, if you somehow missed this, um, in, a, in a story that I'm still struggling to understand, um, Tommy Pham was suspended for three games for slapping Jock Peterson um, in a pre in, during the warm up um, of the uh, San Francisco and what team does Tommy Pham play for now? Cleveland, I think, uh, or Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yeah. So uh, during the warm up of the uh, Reds and. Um, uh, and Giants game. And uh, apparently it was because of something that Jock Peterson was something that happened in their fantasy football league last year where Jock Peterson um, was perceived to be cheating by trying to like keep a player on the bench or something. I don't know how fantasy on the football list, works. I think it was. Okay. On the injured list. And a year later then Tommy Pham uh wanted to uh, share how he felt about that at work and, while and they the, were at work. <laughs> and the more they talk about it, the less clear it gets. Right. Like. So this Jock was not about, the story about the football. Well, right. So Jock spoke at length in a pretty long winded story of <laughs> the rules of the league and, and when you can put someone on the bench or when you put someone on the injured list or something. And 
or the inactive list. I forget how he termed it. Um, but as Kim pointed out, it just sounded like a little kid trying to explain like why he got in a fight in the playground or something. It was, and they're, he's protecting both of them. It sounded. It just sounded weird. And then Tommy Pham just literally said he was messing with my money, <laughs> uh, which not. I yeah. Mm. There's there's some problematic things there, but yeah, it's a strange. Did you see the clip? I finally watched the clip. It's like from a. Oh a, no, like a I didn't watch it. Cam. They're way out on the warning track. Um, the camera is looks like just it's them coming out of one of the dugouts. There's like there's a couple of people stand, standing around, and you just see them talking, and then you just it's blurry because they they have to zoom way in. And uh, it's not, it didn't even look like a, that hard of a slap. It wasn't like, you know, but it was definitely a, an act of aggression. It was like, yeah. And then Jock just kind of walks away. Um, but it was in front Which of is, a, I think, the thing, the right thing to do in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just, just yeah. walk away. You know, I played fantasy yeah. football for many years in my youth. And I'm already a part of the youth, but in my youth, youth. Um, and uh, I don't think I would slap somebody the year after something happened in fantasy. If someone you, you did something to me, yeah. Like if someone tried to fuck with me while we were playing fantasy, during fantasy, then I would fuck the person up like right then and there. And then, sure. then you get it over with and then and then you move on with your life. I'm I'm sorry. The first thing the first thing that came to my mind was Jock says something racist. That was the first thing that came well, to my mind. He, yeah. that's the easiest he must assumption. Have said, yeah. Right. But you would think that if he did, then Fam would have would have pointed that out because that, that at least makes right. him somewhat not not justified in violence, but some justified There's, in being in pissed. His up, being, yeah, being upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But That's he didn't true. say that. He just said he's messing with my money. And when he said he insulted my my team at the time, which was the Padres. But you know, if it's fantasy anything, you talk smack. I'm sure they talk shit about all of their teams <laughs> yeah i mean on That's the espn on the espn fantasy baseball app there's literally a chat just for talking smack like it's yeah. it's like a like a talking smack where i don't remember what it's called but like that's very much encouraged yeah that's how you play fantasy it's not really about who's up who's on your lineup it's about can you talk enough shit to get under their skin so they make mistakes that's fantasy that's, but, that's the naomi co way of fantasy playing fantasy sports yeah yeah that's you write a it, book. it's a uh, it's total manipulation and emotional manipulation psychological warfare <laughs> <laughs> whatever it, no it just seems weird i don't think it's yeah. about fantasy it's gotta be about something details. else yeah 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 hear- but they're both trying to like they're both evading what it's really about which is like yeah it sounds like they're a- trying to explain it without telling all the details and so yeah, Which is also what makes it feel very like childish and very much like, you know, oh, my two sons are arguing about yeah. something. Which I think of all baseball players as being my children. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like how Kim is also younger than maybe half of the professional baseball players. Yeah, but I'm always like, to- oh, my son Kenta Maeda pitched today, you know. Oh. I'm like, oh, that's oh, my son. Kenta I'm Maeda. so proud of them, you know. 
Uh, I'm proud of them, but I want them to do a good job. I want them to be trying. I want them to be doing a good job. I want them yeah. to be re- representing themselves well, you know. And us, they're representing. Of course. It, it reflects on us, so. <laughs> it reflects on their mother, me. On the family, right. On the family. Oh, yeah. tell so me, if you're fam. Listening, we would... Asian ball players, think of Kim. You know, it's not just about you, you know. Right. It's so, about your mother, who's. Yeah. Who's very worried. Who's very concerned for, for your success. So you don't just, want your mother to worry. And just to Tommy fam, like you're more than welcome to get on this podcast and tell us what happened. Please tell Absolutely. us. What, please tell us what happened. Yeah. We're dying What's to going know. on? Because, yeah, we were. It's confusing right now. It's very unclear. Um, and Jock plays for the Giants now. So we don't have any sort of an allegiance to him. <laughs> Come on the show. Clear yeah. your name. Asians first on this show. Asians That's right. Fan. That's yeah. right. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and, and I think that's everything that happened this week in 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 the, the Asians and Asian Americans in the MLB. Well, Saya Suzuki is now on the IL for the Cubs. He has a finger injury, so right, right. Wishing right. him a very quick and healthy recovery, mm-hmm. along with Kenta Maeda, always a quick and healthy recovery. That's right. Um, Kim was but, mentioning Kenta's been very active, um, kind of joking around on the on the as an instagram is it yeah i just saw this this actually happened um earlier this month but um i i just saw that uh earlier this month kenta had been um rehabbing after his tommy john surgery um it at uh the um minor league affiliate um in florida and it was only a couple of hours away from where the twins were uh playing um the rays and so he was like oh, okay i'll stop by and like hang out and so he was in the dugout um, for the first few innings of the game and whoever was pitching, I don't remember who it was, but like gave up a ton of runs like right at the top of the game. And Kenta Maeda was like, oh no, I realized that like he's giving up all these runs and I'm here and it snapped their seven game winning streak. And so he immediately left and he left them a note that said, I'm sorry for ruining. It says something to the effect of I'm sorry for ruining the streak. I will not come back tomorrow. <laughs> like and then he signed it 18 Kenta Maeda. Um, and uh, then uh, the oh, next really game too. when they won, he, somebody had posted that on Twitter and he retweeted it and he wrote great team win <laughs> because he wasn't there. And I just think that that's really funny. And I, I love when they I love when I love when my sons have a good time. Yes. This week we're going to this week we're going to talk. Uh, la- last week we got into uh, the legacy of Hideo Nomo. And this week we are going to talk about a new bright rising star in MLB. Stephen Kwan. Yay. Yeah, it's a great story. So he, he breaks camp and makes the squad. And just goes gangbusters the first few weeks of the season. Um, And as with Major League Baseball, uh, pitchers sort of have caught up to him and he needs, he now needs to adjust. Uh, His last seven games, he's hitting 100. Uh, Last 15 games, he's hitting 132. Last 30 games, hitting 181. So the last month has been rough. One homer, nine RBIs. Nine RBIs is decent. Um, He doesn't strike out a lot, like a ton. So, it's, he seems to be putting the ball in play, but there, there's an adjustment that every player has to make when they come in. And you see a lot of players break in and, and make a big splash. The book 
the every team has stat crunchers and video watchers and figure out his tendencies. So they've they've figured him out for right now. So hopefully he makes the, the adjustment um, to what they're what they're pitching him. But yeah, it's so far it's been an awesome awesome story. Um, yeah, Naomi, you, you you were showing me a video of him. Uh, was it the 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 Guardians video or MLB video? I think it was a co-production between the MLB and the Guardians, and they were talking about Stephen Kwan, and uh, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's why all the players are wearing those little green ribbons for Mental Health uh, Awareness Month, oh. and it is also Asian uh, Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander Heritage Month here in the United States. And Stephen Kwan was speaking really um, honestly and um, was being very grounded about how mental health has affected him, how he had to begin meditating. And I just, I thought it was really funny that he was just like, oh no, I don't want to meditate. I want to be like a yogi, yogi dude. And he, (laughs) but he talks about how he, he meditates and how much, how much, how important it is to have a really, really strong mental game to the game of baseball bring it to the game of baseball. And and the way that he was just speaking about it was just really eloquent and funny and down to earth. And I was, I was, I had like a very proud big sister moment when I was watching Stephen Kwan. I'm not quite at Kim's level of mom, mom level, but I, I did have big sister, big sister pride for him. I was just like, oh, Stephen, so healthy, so healthy. I and <laughs> and and just hearing. Um, how much the club really respects Stephen Kwan and now hearing about how Stephen Kwan's really good at chess and he's bringing a culture of chess to the Guardians um, trying to keep everyone sharp and and it's really nice to see and hear how welcomed and how you know important he is to the organization and to the team dynamic and that's really great to hear yeah, it's been a great story. Oh, and according to the Akron, a- Akron, <laughs> Akron, Akron, Akron Beacon Junior, Akron, uh, Akron Beacon Journal, they call him the Quans g- Gambit, like the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. They call it the Quans <laughs> wow. Gambit. Yeah. yeah. Reference sim- to chess. Right. And similarly, uh, similarly to Naomi, what you were mentioning that he was talking about uh, in the video about mental health awareness you know uh, in that I read that same article and he he talks about how you know he they 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 get really into playing like he and the the other uh, guardians like they're very into playing the game and if you beat Steven you get to sign his board um and oh. so he was he was talking about how like yeah the underside of his board is like um reserved for the signatures of of his opponents who have bested him. And he had a very healthy like point of view on like, you know, in chess as within baseball, you can't get too caught up with uh if you lose a game, if you lose if you if you strike out in an at bat, um, or strike out at a plate appearance. Like, you know, you you just take that information and you learn from it and you move on to the next one. And he just seems like a very uh, a well balanced young man. Proud to have him as one of my many sons. <laughs> well, he, he, I'm sure he's proud to have you as one of his many moms. Yeah, he's, um. he's lucky to have you guys as mother and <laughs> s- sister. 
Yes. Well, I, while, I while wanna... Scott is here being like, he's actually young enough to be my son. Yeah, I, I'm not going <laughs> to claim any familial relationship. I'll just say I'm a fan. and uh, Yay. Yay, Steven. <laughs> Well, I think what was really great about this video that they did with the MLB is while they they were talking about Stephen Kwan's mental health um, and his approach to uh, maintaining and his mental health was that Stephen Kwan actually made the distinction between what it means to be an Asian and Asian American player. Because, right. yeah, sure, Stephen Kwan growing up in California definitely knew of Nomo. Um Definitely knew of Pak Chano, like definitely knew these these Asian supers. Yeah, sorry, Chan Ho Park. Um, <laughs> probably looked up to his boy G Man Choi and whoever G Man Choi G Man Choi. Um, but he Shinsu Chu Chin Shinsu Shinsu Chu Chu yeah yeah and uh, you know. Re Hyun Hyun Jin Ryu. Oh my God! The Dodgers announcers always got his name wrong. They call him Hinjin Ryu. Yeah, Hinjin. Yeah. I'm like, what Hinjin. the hell is a Hinjin? Where'd you guys get that from? It's not. It's nowhere yeah. even close to me, right? Anyway, um, yeah, he definitely knew about all of those guys. But he made, he talked about like, but there weren't Asian American players like me, right? And he right. talked about how. You know, one of his parents is Chinese American. His other parent is Japanese American, and and what would it mean? Because he he, you guys will definitely link the video, um, Stephen Kwan talking about it. Because I think it, it it was such a it's such a great interview that he did talking about how him being five nine, being a smaller guy, and and all you know, you know he he's not really saying very explicitly about the stereotypes that America has of Asian American men, but you can definitely hear, you can hear it. It's, and for him to just be in the major zone and to do really well. And again, I know we mentioned this in our first episode, but it does, it is worth mentioning again. He did was the rookie of the month for the American league for the month of April. And, and there's still a lot of press about him. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of press about him because he's not only, doing okay as a as a as a rookie but also because he brings a level of energy to the clubhouse yeah and it's a great um like legacy story because when i was growing up loving baseball there was len sakata and (laughs) but there was all my heroes all the people i really looked up to because len sakata played for teams that i didn't follow on the east coast all my heroes were white, black, and, and Latino, so, which was great. But I didn't have anyone that looked like me who, who I was you know, putting posters on the wall. And then so when, when Nomo kind of opens the floodgates to the international Asians, that gave people like Stephen Kwan people to look up to who, look, who looked like him. And uh, so you, you get Higashioka, and you get him, and you get... Kurt Suzuki and you get all these these Asian American players who had people to look up to in the 90s and early 2000s who look like them and I think I I don't know if the floodgates will open but I think we're just it's nice to see that there's a lot of Asian American players in in the big leagues cuz um 
maybe it's it's I don't want to compare it to basketball, but when you when we saw what Jeremy Lin went through, you know, like he, clearly the guy could ball. He was he's dribbling circles around everyone in D League and not getting any chance. And then he makes the you know the last seat on the bench of a few teams, including the Warriors, and then he doesn't get to play, even though his his teammates knew he could play, but management didn't. So he never. It it took like half the roster of the New York Knicks to go down to injury for him to get a chance to have insanity happen. And even still, there were doubters. You know, seeing is not always believing when the the stereotypical assumptions of Asian American men run so deep. So it's so great to see all these Asian and Asian American players who it's not uncommon to see them now. And, and to hear like Amer- I, I still love the New York Yankees announcers every time they say the name Higashioka. That's a long name. I, I can imagine a lot of like non-Asians trying to say that name and butchering it, but it just rolls off their tongue with that thick New York accent. And it's so awesome because they say it with such panache, you know, Higashioka. And, you know, they're not, they're not tripping on it. They're not stumbling. They're, they're saying it right. And that's huge because that's the fucking Yankees, man. Like this, this dude is like a catcher for the Yankees and, and he's accepted as a player and he's, and he's good. So yeah, old man, old man rant out. No, I think that that's like so, so true and so right. And the more, you know, so much of, of representation is just being around, you know, and, and making our names more normal. I mean, I have a very non-Asian name, but making (laughs) our names be normalized and making those sounds be normalized too, because, you know, some, some kid who's a Yankees fan, you know, he hears the announcers saying Higashioka's name and then he meets a kid at his school whose last name he reads and he knows how to say. And that makes a big difference to that little Asian American kid or Asian kid whose name is Higashioka. You know what I mean? Like it, it has these like big ripple effects, not just in the way of, of, you know, the what seems more immediate, which is that, you know, little kids or, you know, even young people can see professional athletes who look like them, whose families look like them, who who have similar home experiences as them, but also bringing more of our culture into the mainstream. And that includes names and uh, you know, I, we were joking earlier about like people not being able to pronounce Ryu's name, for example. But right. like that always really made me so mad. I was like, put especially in, in L.A. Come on, in, in L.A. Come like on. you have to learn. How did no one ever tell Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday, hey, you guys are pronouncing the man who should be the Dodgers ace at the time. You're pronouncing yeah. his name wrong. Like, yeah. I, I know that nobody, not everybody is going to say real Ryu Hyunjin like the way that a Korean person would but at least make it sound more like yeah. it because you know that's that's some people's first introduction to Korean names and so it, it just is so important that people get it right yeah I remember when the Dodgers had a pitcher named Kazuhisa Ishii I-S-H-I-I and so like you, you pronounce it Ishii everyone pronounces it Ishii even Japanese Americans say Ishii, but I remember Vince Scully would say Ishii. Um, he called him Kaz, which was kind of cool because even though he he gave a press conference saying "call me Kazu," you know the A in Japanese is Ah. Um, my my family, I have a couple of Kaz and Kaz 
uh, uncles in my family, and it was kind of interchangeable, Kaz or Kaz. Um, so to hear Vince Scully say Kaz Ishi and, and, and pronounce it like that was like, yeah, it felt like someone in my family was being rec- being recognized. And he was, and Vince Scully took the time to say, to pronounce the last name correctly. I hope he's, uh, did, what, did he do uh, Ryu, right? Vince Scully? I don't remember. Yeah. Because tend, I, I, I almost, him a pass. yeah, I don't, because I don't have sports next. I don't have $8 billion. So yeah. I mostly listen to the games on AM570 um, LA Sports, the home of the LA Dodgers. That's a, that's a true fan that listens on the radio. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Listening on the radio um, and watching the game cast on my phone. Yeah. Um, or just like staring off into space or driving around or whatever. But yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. So Charlie Steiner and Rick Monday, those are my guys. But they didn't, <laughs> they never ever pronounce Ryu's name correctly. Right. Such a shame. Yeah. Such a shame. It is a shame. And now he doesn't even play for the Dodgers anymore. No. <laughs> he plays for we, we Toronto. Had for a minute. We had we had Ryu, we had Maeda. Yep. Um, we, we had it all. We had it all. But Mitch White, he's still holding it down. Dave yeah. still holding it down. Yeah. Please please come talk to us. Dave. Oh my gosh, Dave, uh, John, my partner one year for my birthday got me, I think for my 30th birthday, got me a cameo from Dave. It was very exciting. Oh, the thing where you can pay to have him say happy birthday to you? and Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. And he did it for me. I also did he have say one your name Charlie right? Culberson. He did, but my name's Kim Cooper. So, you never I know, know it's difficult to pronounce that German Cooper, but... That that obscure Korean name that not many yeah. people have. Yeah. <laughs> I had that thought once. I was like, I'm probably the only Asian person on the planet named Kim Cooper. There's a lot of white people named Kim Cooper, but I'm probably the only Asian one. All right. The other Kim Coopers of the world come out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah come out of the woodwork. Calling come fight out. me. No, just- yeah. <laughs> we always home. call somebody out. <laughs> come fight me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't want to. I don't want to fight um, the other Kim Coopers. I'm sure that you are all much, yeah, all, much better at fighting great. than I am. Um, but yeah, anything else that we have about Stephen? I think it's really significant that he's Asian American. I think and that's he's re- proud to be Asian. And he's really yeah. proud he, to be Asian American. He talks about it. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, earlier this week, <laughs> I was very angry about this, but the BT, uh, the BTS, BTS is coming to the White House and the White House press release said that BTS was going to talk about um, many things, but they were also going to talk about anti-Asian hate and what the Asian American community is going on, is going through right now. And like, I know Scott has a lot of thoughts about BTS and that he doesn't like them. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. what? what? Everybody, please no, follow R. Scott Okamoto. Army, stay away. I, um, I love BTS. <laughs> they're, they're awesome. Army did come after me because I was just like, yeah. I, you know, I am Korean American. I am the daughter of South Korean immigrants. I am very, I feel very Korean and very proud to be Korean. But um, why are they talking about this? You know, why Why are they talking about this? And one of the things I think we'll get as we do more episodes and we, and we you know, go back and forth between and, and 
Asian international player versus an Asian domestic player. And Stephen Kwan is a domestic player. He is born and raised in the United States. And and Mm -hmm. how this continued perception that Asian, international Asians can speak for Asian American, domestic Asian issues is what I like, was, is something that's kind of frustrating. And, And now that with BTS, people were very angry about BTS talking about what the Asian American community has gone through, especially especially during the pandemic. And to have someone like Stephen Kwan, who is really proud to be Asian American, to, as of now, seems pretty knowledgeable and understands the nuance between what what does it mean? Because, you know, you know, when Kikuchi was pitching and they were talking about how like, oh, Kikuchi and Otani graduated from the same high school. Right. Um, and this high school is an elite high school and, it, and it's and it's producing a lot of really talented baseball players and baseball players that go to the MLB and like, you, you know, the the development that international players get versus what domestic players get here. Like, you, you know, we we can talk about Ryu, Maeda, Yu Darvish, all of these, you know, all of these uh, international players have a lot of development and they, and at least I know for like Koreans, they have a lot of government support. Oh, that's interesting. Like Kim Ha-sung does not have to do mandatory military service. Mm. He has an exemption from the South Korean government, and every uh, every man before you turn thirty years old in South Korea is conscripted, and it's a requ- it's a requirement. And even BTS, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's interesting is that like Kim Ha Sung is has an exemption, and that and they were actually talking about the announcers were talking about how like Kim Ha Sung, it's been tough for him to adjust to life in the United States. And, and they were talking about all of this community service he has to do. And I was just like, why is this guy doing community service? Oh, that's what he that's what he has to do in exchange oh. for not doing mil- his mandatory military service. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And um, I also think, and also shout out to uh, Sun Hyung Min, who is <laughs> a footballer or soccer player, as we mm. Americans call it. He just won the Golden Foot Award. He's, I think, the first Asian player to win it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so like Sun Young Min, who is a footballer, soccer player, he plays for Tottenham Hotspur. He has won the Golden Boot Award, which is basically like the highest accolade you can get in the Premier League in in soccer at its highest level because you scored you scored the most goals and and he's the first Asian player to get it. And I also. I'm pretty sure Sung Young Min also has an exemption from the South Korean government and he doesn't have to do his mandatory military service. And and so like all all of this to say is that these Asian international players that enter the MLB come with a lot of support and a lot of how how do you say privilege? It is privilege. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of yeah. privilege to come to play in the MLB, and then you have you have guys like Suzuki and Stephen Kwan who who are battling every kind of societal force of being a person of color in the United States, and for them to make it to the MLB is is quite is quite extraordinary. 
because right I, because for for the Asian American guys to even get to this point, they've had to overcome the stereotypes that they're not athletic, that they're not going right. to be good, that they're right. you know not masculine, etc. As opposed to all of these guys who came up internationally, who they come up with other Chinese or not Chinese, they come up with other Japanese or Korean players, um, and therefore they they that's just one less thing. Uh, that's exactly what privilege is. It's just one mm-hmm. less thing for them to have to think about. No doubt they experience um, racism in when they get to the United States and culture shock when they get to the United States, but not having to overcome all of that stuff, even just to get to this point, it does. It's not an even playing field when those guys start because when uh, when the Yu Darvishes and the Yusei Kikuchis and the Shohei Otanis come to play in the MLB, they are already exceptional, beyond exceptional players. They're already yeah. stars yeah. of Nippon Professional or uh, the KBO. Whereas Stephen Kwan is, you know, just another player, another American baseball player who came up through the minors just like everybody uh, else. Yeah, It seems like all the Asian players go through college, play four years of college and have to sort of prove themselves. Because I, I don't think any of the Asian American players were like, scouted and drafted out of high school i think mm. for them it looks like all of them went to college yeah um, which a lot of players do but i'm just saying mm-hmm. there's no if if stephen kwan gets within like does half of what he did in april of this year he's going to be a star um and and yet he was not scouted early on like like some of the players from 14 on or whatever the, the rule is um so it looks like the Asian players have to do the extra step of before the minors even is playing in college for four years and, and then being going exceptional to minors. in college. Yeah, and then being drafted after college because Quan's 24. 20, yeah, 24. So, yeah, it's, it's 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 a longer road for them to, to and a tougher road for them to get here. So that makes it even more special. Yeah. And also, like, let's let's be real. When international Asian players come, you see the advertisements change. They come with mm-hmm. star power. They come with endorsements. They are, they already come with endorsements and 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 fans and fans. And yeah. And GMs think about that. You know, the front office is yeah. thinking about that. That's revenue. Yeah. Because you could you could have a, a really great Asian-American player. You know, let's we could hypothesize that there's a really great Asian American player that could have been Nomo, you know, the first superstar of who's of Asian descent. But, you know, I don't think Nomo wouldn't have been Nomo if he wasn't already a star in Japan. Mm-hmm. Nomo mania mm-hmm. was contributed by the fact by the, you know, as Scott mentioned, his entourage of reporters of his humongous fan base. So, yep. you know, it's it's very it's very fascinating. And when Illust- Sports Illustrated last year did their feature on Shohei Otani, they actually wrote about how Shohei Otani's reach outside of the United States mm. and the viewership of watching Otani in and the Angels play in South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan. And they actually posted those numbers. And I thought, oh, that's really that's fascinating that they're. They're even this huge profile on Shohei Otani, you know, this the two-way star, and they're talking about like this is his reach, this is his international reach. And would that be the mm. case if he you know, would they would it be would they be talking about that, you know, with an Asian American player? 
I don't think so. Right. Was anybody in in Japan and Korea talking about Stephen Kwan when he was on his like tear of Yeah. That'd no be interesting to find out if if he's on their radar. Yeah, if anyone knows, if anyone's listening in Japan or Korea, <laughs> did Stephen Kwan crack the the front page of the sports page or or the website you're looking at? So good stuff. Yeah, I'm actually well, we're proud to- of you, Stephen. Our 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 loyal listener, Stephen Kwan. <laughs> no, we but are we proud. are we are really proud. Um, we're we're really proud and it, it it just it gives me so much hope for the future of of baseball that there will be more um more players because more kids now are able to see that this is a possibility um yeah. and you know that's if really only important. Stephen Kwan was playing when Scott's kids were playing sports that nah, wouldn't have helped <laughs> <laughs> My kids kids hate sports they had Ichiro and they <laughs> yeah Matsui. I tried to show him too, but yeah, some kids just don't like sports, and that was my kids. So. Yeah. That's sad. So maybe he is, maybe Stephen Kwan is my son. <gasps> no, no, I'm just a fan. Go, Stephen. Stephen, you are my son. Yeah. Stephen. Yeah, that would make me and Kim co parents, and I'm, I don't think we're ready for that. No, uh, no, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll be Stephen's mom. Yeah, yeah. I'm all of their mom again. Truly all of them. Masahiro Tanaka, I'm your mom, even though you went back to Nippon Professional. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so, you know, <laughs> this Naomi's is... Naomi's uh, their mail-order bride. <laughs> so. Yes, any Asian or Asian-American players, Shohei Otani, not, not just him, any of yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Call into the show. Call into the show. Yeah, tell us tell us what, what you like about... Uh, life and what kind of food you eat and uh, yeah please edit this out we just let's not creep anybody else out, i think please. half the people who listen are listening to the will they or won't they yeah they want to know Shohei what happened story. Yeah. the naomi shohei story <laughs> will naomi they otani or- story the, the future mrs naomi otani future mrs naomi otani story yeah all yeah. right on that note do we Jesus. have anything else this week i hope not <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's just it's going to be another really good week of baseball. Also, I uh I hope Ke- uh Connor Joe is uh I hope I hope he's doing okay. We haven't really talked about him much because Now we will yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz he's established now. He's had a, he's been doing it for a couple seasons, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was one of the players that was <laughs> this is not this is not really playing related, but I think he was one of the players who was featured in the like Rocky City Connect uniform mm-hmm. pictures. So, you know, I think that means that they like, you know, I always am like they they pick the guys that they're like, oh, this is one of our this is one of the faces of the franchise. So, yep, I was happy to see him there. Yeah, he's killing it. 272 four homers. Wow. Good job. Nice. Okay, well, until next week. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, Shohei, call into the show. Um, We're proud of you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at AsiansinBaseball at gmail.com, or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks.